Imagine's Coaling Studio is where efficiency meets creativity. Our new integrated solution brings together our next level coaling algorithm along with in-app reviewing and AI editing in a single intuitive platform. Tailored for photographers who value both speed and personalized quality results, Imagine strives to enhance every aspect of your post-production process. Open the Imagine app and give the new Coaling Studio a try today. You got those sexy, elegant pups, though. You know, it's cute. You know, <laughs> my mine's not jet lag. Mine's called a, a almost four year old that won't sleep well through the night. <laughs> Workflows is a podcast about saving you time and money in your photography business. As a photographer and content creator who struggles with dyslexia, color blindness, introversion, and anxiety stemming from years of being bullied as a child, Workflows have been my rock. I have workflows for every aspect of my life, and that's why I'm so happy to bring you Workflows, a podcast presented by Imagine. As a company dedicated to saving you time and money in your photography business, it makes sense to enhance and expand the conversation to all things Workflows. Tune in and subscribe to hear stories, strategies, and tools that could be your rock. Hear from people just like you. Put the camera down for a little, connect the headphones, and get to work with workflows. Get in on the conversation by joining the Imagine community today. Imagine the possibilities. Will Kadena is a photographer who combines a modern, edgy look with traditional photography. His experience has given him the knowledge of traditional photography and the skills to know when and how to break those traditional rules and deliver a whole new look to his images without retouching. He has been a member of the PPA and WPPI for many years and has been photographing clothing campaigns, high-profile events, and much more for over a decade in the USA and worldwide. As Will continues to grow as a photographer, he is also growing as an educator and an influential part of the photography community. He was once B&H featured photographers. He says paying it forward is as important of a role for more seasoned photographers. He often talks about how he continues to attend workshops because there is always something to learn. For this reason, he truly enjoys and values his opportunities to speak for some amazing companies in amazing places, sometimes virtually. (laughs) His inspiration comes from all around him as he loves to travel, dance, learn many styles of hand-to-hand combat, including Sistema and Krav Maga, and seek out new adventures all the time. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my new friend who I've gotten to know over the past few weeks. I'm very grateful for Will Kadena. Hey, Will, what's going on? <laughs> I am doing great, man. <laughs> it's like I didn't even ask that question yet. <laughs> yeah, you only asked me like four times, but yes, yeah. I, I'm doing yeah. exactly what I said about ten seconds ago. I am doing yeah. great. <laughs> doing great. <laughs> oh boy! So we are recording this at the end of May, and this episode is likely going out either July or August. So we've got some time just so you know that there's going to be a nice gap from between when this actually is recorded and when it actually, yeah. So we, we are publishing one every month for the time being and making them really juicy educational episodes. So everybody's going to walk away with some, some good 
some good nuggets of, of uh, juice for their brain. And you have lots of good nuggets of juice to share. So I'm very excited about this conversation. Lies. These are lies. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who paid you? <laughs> it was might have been that drunken night. <laughs> I maybe, paid you to maybe. get me on your interview. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> my first question for you is, what is one thing you do for the photographic process in the camera, behind the camera, that has saved you time. All right, let's rephrase that. On site or like in post? On site, in camera, like, you know, you're, you're, you're behind the camera, you're setting up the lights, whatever it is on site that saves you time. Most important, just making sure your gear is 180% ready to go, <laughs> 110% making sure your gear is tested, making sure whatever your exposure you're going to be photographing is, is 110. So before we even bring in any clients at all, I'll either have one of my assistants or I'll set something up there in front of my camera and whatever angle, wherever my lighting is, and I'll take a, a one or two test shots. The first test shot I'll do, I'll make sure I have it. The second one will be like the final. For me, it's important to ha also have a light meter depending what kind of job criteria I'm doing. So obviously for a wedding, it's a little bit different because it's very high, very fast pace and mm -hmm. we really don't have time to really meter things. But when it comes to commercial jobs, assignments in that way, definitely we light meter everything. We make sure it's 110. And from there, we also take a, a test shot with one of our assistants. And also we also, you know, do a little bit more of the homework and who we're photographing because also skin tones play a very big part in that. Mm -hmm. So whatever exposure you originally got might slightly change on the skin tone on the person you're photographing. And, uh, and also, you know, depending on what they're wearing and the makeup. So that plays a lot of different elements, but going back to your question, making sure your exposure and your gear is 110, because once you have everything set, now you can focus all your energy on your subject that you're photographing and really tailor certain things to the criteria that they originally hired you for, or you want to, you know, capture for yourself for your portfolio. Yeah. I, I, I can't tell how many times that I've made that stupid mistake of like not reformatting the cards before a session. And then like I'm in front of the client and then I have to reformat <laughs> the cards. And it's like, I, you know, it takes, it takes 10 seconds to do, but at the same time, it's like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about this right now. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, the night before, yeah, do it. Like it, it takes literally <laughs> two to five minutes to do all that double check, like set up a, like a checklist, I have yeah. a checklist. You don't have to get anything crazy, you know, a piece of paper and a pen, or if you're a little bit techie, you know, get, get like a Google, uh, was a Google forms or Google sheets and just do mm -hmm. a little checklist that will save you so much time and stress. Because as we all know, sometimes the hardest part of getting to the job is getting to the job, you know, depending on traffic and, you know, things always happen. There hasn't been one job that I've been to that it's like perfect. So, you know, so just taking that stress and taking that peace of mind out of your your head will save you so much time and BS. So yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. that's a piece of a tip. It's a, it's a big nugget. And I, that's something I learned from other commercial photographers that I used to, you know, study under. So seeing how they work as a whole unit and, and every team member has a certain job criteria. So that played a very big part because as we all know, we're artists and we like to just do everything. Realistically, you can't do everything. So if you want to see your business grow dramatically, or if you want to focus on different aspects of, I guess, building that sec sector, you need to delegate the responsibility. So that's for me, it's really important for my team members to do certain things in order for me to execute or exceed my client's expectations. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So then 
Moving on to the business side of things. What is one thing you do for the business that saves you either time or money? The business part, I've really started falling more in love with maybe in the last six to maybe seven years, I believe it or not. I feel like these days, I if I had to like put it in some kind of percentile during the week, I'm probably photographing maybe 20 to 25% of the week and the rest is all business. So for me, it's really staying in contact with the clients, really listening to them, taking in what they're saying. But also, most importantly, guiding them to to and guiding them to where they want to be. Because realistically, as we all know, majority of clients they want this elaborate, you know, assignment. Could be let's let's use a let's use a wedding client for an example, because I'm sure many are they photograph weddings. You know, client wants these cool hero shots, and they want to go to let's say for example, they want to go. I don't know. They want to go to Paris for one day and they want to come back to New York to do the other part of the wedding. That's not a realistic goal. It's not a realistic, it's not a, ideally, it's not, um, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not a realistic timeline during the day. So this is where you have to bring them down to reality and guide them. I'm like, hey, we cannot do that. What we could do, there's a little place in, in the city that kind of looks like Paris. We could go there and photograph you guys. So but what I recommend, we could do something maybe a few weeks after the wedding or a few weeks before the wedding. We could go to Paris, spend two or three days there, enjoying some wine and having some amazing food. And on top of that, your guests are going to be blown away on some of these cool shots that we did in Paris. So it's kind of like ex getting them excited, still fulfilling their vision to a certain degree, but also letting them know like, hey, there's other opportunities that could still photograph you down the line, not just as a wedding client, but also as maybe a forever session, kind of like an engagement shoot, but it's a post shoot for themselves. And they could do something like that every year, whether it's locally around their neighborhood or uh, on a destination location. So we actually do that a lot. So our, our wedding clients really become our family clients and which leads into medical field shoots, corporate shoots, you know, uh, commercial jobs. So everything leads into something. So that for me, that that's a key factor. So yeah. expectations, expectations. expectations, it really is. It, it is everything. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's beyond. It's like being in a relationship. Let's put it this yeah. way. Let's, be, let's bring it back. It's being in a relationship, right? So that's how you have to look at it. You know, in a, in, in a mutual, you know, spouse, partnership, girlfriend, boyfriend, transgender, whatever it is. In the end of the day, it's making sure you guys are both on the same page. And yeah. I understand there's a contract is signed and I'm a little bit more old school, meaning I'm the kind of person I'll shake your hand and whatever I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do regardless of what it says on the contract. And if you're nicer or if you're down to earth and you recommend, recommend us business, I'm going to send you, I'm going to do even more for you. So yeah, exceeding those ex expectations plays a very big part for me. So, but uh, yeah, exactly. Ex you know, exceeding expectations. So awesome. So then let's move on to the editing part of the, of the process. What is one thing you do for editing that has saved you time? Oh my God. I mean, so many different things. Obviously on site, making sure everything's 110%, making sure what you shoot is on the money. Mm -hmm. We have technology these days that our cameras could actually pretty much see exactly where you're shooting. And when I say pretty much see, even though you're looking at a proxy or like a small JPEG file on your LCD, you could, but you already know if it looks great on your screen, it's definitely gonna look even better when you download that photograph. So that's one. Two is once we download everything, we import everything into Lightroom, which is one of our workflows. And from there, we take advantage of amazing, what's it called? This amazing software that we all love and we cherish and we, and we love to death and we're happy to subscribe to it every year. What's it called? See, what's it called? 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's called Imagine. So, so imagine, imagine you downloading everything, and imagine your stuff is getting uh, edited. You know, mm. within a matter of what it could be minutes, and it, minutes. it could probably yeah. be like yeah, which is insane. So imagine that. <laughs> so for me, Imagine has played a very big part in our uh, work. It's kind of hard for us to like go back to you know, doing it on our own, it's it's like a no-brainer. So especially when you have a client that needs something ASAP. We all have those clients that need something like yesterday. So yeah, we definitely embrace the crap out of that. So awesome. am I allowed to say crap? You know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, so yeah. But, <laughs> yeah what, what is your workflow? I'm curious to know your workflow. As my a person workflow. that use it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm so, my 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 own uh, photography shifted during the pandemic shifted from families and headshots and cake smash sessions for for one-year-olds to basically proposal sessions and family sessions majority are, are proposals and so my workflow I'm, and my photography is is a part-time side business you know I, because i have my full-time job so so i don't have a big elaborate workflow like a lot of full-time professionals do because I don't need it anymore. But, you know, editing wise, I mean, I'm running everything through Imagine as well and and doing whatever final adjustments need to be made for the client. But otherwise, it's it's a pretty straightforward, fast thing for me. But this isn't about me. This is about you. Well, I'm curious <laughs> to know about you, man. I mean, this is a conversation, isn't it? You know, we could do a podcast and listen to, you know, all these photographers talk. But, yeah. you know, it's one thing that's cool because we get to listen to what you're doing and you see mm -hmm. You speak to other photographers. Maybe you pick like nuggets from them. Then you yeah. can apply things to your workflow. Right. So yeah, I'm asking you a question. You're important as well. So yeah. there. Okay. Embrace yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Embrace yeah. it. So. Yeah. It, it's you know for for me it's very straightforward. I try to I want to get as much done in camera just like you as I possibly can. So the typically whenever I have an editing issue, for example, it's when my wonderful Godox strobe doesn't fire correctly or oh, when no. it's supposed to. You know, I love I. I, I love, I have a love-hate relationship with my Godox strobes. I love them because they're affordable and can pack a punch, but I don't like them because they misfire a lot. So, so it's a balance. It's a, it's yeah, a balance. Yeah, so there's, like, there's definitely know, a balance there. It's so, a double but, uh, sword. <laughs> but it is interesting uh, that Imagine the software actually edits misfires and they look exactly like the ones where the strobe fired. Yeah, I mean, except for like a missing you know rim light or or fill light or whatever but but exposure wise it, it matches it up pr pretty darn good so yeah. do we ha do you guys have any behind the scenes shots of that like the video you can make like a 30 second clip what happens because that'd be yeah. interesting to see you know i, I, like, yeah, oh, I demoed wow. it on a i demoed it on a webinar last night actually to a group of australian photographers and the reaction was pretty much what you would expect really? like, like how is that possible but it 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 doesn't <laughs> That's so, interesting. Yeah. Well, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't had that issue. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. That's good yeah. to know. I mean, you're also using lights yeah. that um, are very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're using lights that are very consistent and uh, very powerful lights. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, at the end of the day, just like anything else, man, when you get to a certain part of it doesn't matter your career, your life mm -hmm. in general. You, you just don't want to deal with the BS. Uh, yeah. And look, you know, I use several different systems for certain kind of job criteria. It's no different from, 
wearing, you know, you're not going to wear hiking boots to a gala or you're not going to wear dress shoes to go hiking. Everything, there's a tool for everything. And, and that's one of the beauty parts about being in this industry. There's so many amazing tools to use. So, you know, it's, I feel like we're in the industry, like you, just because they're using this, you have to use it. You No, it's find out what works for you and, and apply. If it's, if it's going to hinder what you do f- in order to exceed your client's expectations for them to get, so for them to pay you your rate and also leading to referrals, you know, make that investment. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt you much or if you really think about it, it's going to actually benefit you long term. Yep. So... That's a key factor, but yeah, hopefully yeah. it works out for you with the with your system. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's been good. I you know I, I do. I, I don't normally I don't normally fire my strobe too fast. I guess sometimes it's just doesn't want to go. Uh, so I don't know. It is. I what mean, it is. yeah, yeah. Unless you're showing like <laughs> man, like I don't know, sports photography or if someone's walking. That would be room an issue, quick. of course. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to switch. Yeah, I don't. You know, but that's like another thing. Why would you want to have so many photographs like of the same exact? pose or same as that yeah. you know location that again like just like anything else it comes with time and people realize oh you know i don't have to really shoot that much because i already know they're not going to buy or i'm going to spend a lot of time in post-production but yeah so yeah that's something to consider so what's the next question come on yeah 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 Let's do it. all right so i'm fast i'm like i'm fast <laughs> and i have no energy drinks and no coffee yet i need some coffee <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. it's well we're, it's almost one are you, you're are you back home so it's you're in my time right now right you're, we're in the same i time am time. i am yeah now i'm in the time i'm in the time zone i was i was in la right. yeah it's been going like crazy non-stop right. but yeah <laughs> good thing this is a podcast because i got these bags i've got cute bags like this guy over here but you know you know <laughs> i gotta cover them up <laughs> okay so what is on that note what is one thing that you do after a session has completed the the session's done what is one thing that you do after the session that has increased business one thing has done that increased business some people talk about referrals some people talk about upsells so, yeah, I mean, you know, what makes it and I mean, it's a good question because I, for what I do personally in, in my company and it's not just myself, I have multiple team members that work for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do so many different genres, weddings, corporate, commercial work, family portraits, uh, maternity session. So obviously there's a workflow for for everything. And this is like no different from the workflow that we have with you guys. You know, I can't just use, you know, one profile for, for example, you know, bodybuilding profile to use for a wedding. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't make sense. And, yeah. or a wedding used for the fitness stuff that we do. It's, it, you know, so creating different profiles play a very big factor in it. I honestly, just, you know, if I want to go do a family portrait, the fat, you know, right then and there, we'll photograph it. We're, we're tethering. I really recently got into tethering the last few years ago. It's, it's been a game changer for our business. Is no different from headshots. Once you tether, everything's already in the computer. I have a, I have a tech person on site. They're filtering the images that you know, we feel that is not the best because we won't always want to have the clients look at the images that that they love. And from there, we run a, a quick process through you know through the Imagine software. I keep I keep wanting to say Imagine AI, which is not Imagine AI anymore, right? So yeah, by by the time that this episode airs, we will just be called Imagine. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm gonna keep on saying imagine. All right. So so imagine quickly. It will process those images real quick. So when we're done with that session, we usually take a, maybe a, a 30 minute to 40 minute break in between that time frame. Sometimes an hour, and we like to schedule these sessions. There's like a little lunch break or maybe like a little dinner break. We order food food in. So when the food comes out, everyone could relax. They could talk about, you know, the session. They could talk about, each, you know, ourselves, you know, get, just getting to build that rapport with them even more, even though that rapport is already built way before the shoot. So when we go into the session, they're really comfortable. Once we're done, and that's when we set up the the viewing and ordering session. And from there, that's where we make they make the selections for their for their wall art pieces, any kind of prints that they want to gift to anyone. And you know, we find out all this information, like you know, whose birthdays are coming up, is mom's birthday, or then from there we also design an album for them right then and there on site. So it gets them really excited. Once we're done with that, they actually literally all they have to do is take out their credit card and make a purchase. So and they also get all the pricing. By the time they book, is they get all the pricing in hand so they already know what they're going to be expecting to pay so there's no misunderstanding and you know and also you know you let them know what's what's the process i'm sure a lot of people which i see when i teach is the, the biggest issue is they have clients that don't want to pay or they become a little bit a little bit more reserved in what they want to spend after and the reason why is because you're not mentally preparing them for it yeah. And also, you know, and everyone has a certain budget and that's, we have to, you know, we have to be, uh, it's okay. It's okay for them not to spend or for you not to make your average. So majority of my clientele, they usually know they're going to be spending X amount of money more. And I'm constantly during the whole process. So for example, if I have a client that hired us to do a family session in Naples, which let's say next month I'm going they already know beforehand that they're going to be upgrading no matter what they're going to. And I'm, I'm already visualizing where that possible wall art piece will go in their home. So I'm also purposely photographing that, putting that in their heads. So when I photograph everything, I'm going to redesign everything to showcase that on their wall. So now it's going to be really hard for them. Every time they pass that area around their home, they're going to visualize that piece of wall art. So when it comes to the session, it's pretty much nine out of 10 times they're going to buy it. So... Yeah, I mean, that's really more of, you know, making those sales, building those relationships. And there's no BS. There's never like, oh, well, Will, you never told me that. Oh, Will, you, you know, you never sent me that. Will, I never saw that in the fine print. No, we sent this several, several times to you. And we also, you know, every time we set up a consultation, we go over the just snippets of everything. So we're all on the same page. Yeah, that comes. So it's coaching. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, that comes back to setting the expectations, like what you talked about earlier. It goes yeah. back to, you know, underselling, over-delivering, and, and even more so making your client feel like family. You're making them Correct. feel comfortable and included and, and cared for. Correct. And like going back to what you just said, it's, it's building the trust. Think about it. Yeah. If you build that trust... It's going to be so much easier to sell. And like, you got to be genuine about it. Don't be a jerk about it. I, I see. I see. Yeah, so I do some mentorship and sometimes I sit in some consultations with them and I'm like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Like, because they kind of went by either my format or by someone else's format. And it's okay to take bits and pieces, but don't try to emulate someone else that you're not. So for me, I have a very sarcastic and really, uh, you know, I like to have a good time. I like to laugh. My sarcasticness doesn't work with all clientele. And usually the clients that come and book me, they know I'm sarcastic. They know they know for a fact if you annoy me, I'm going to tell you, why are you being annoying? 
I just took care of you. Let's move forward. Let's go. Let's do so right. I kind of get away with stuff like that. Certain people can get away with that. Um, there's certain, like for example, there's certain clients that are very serious and very, they, they're very particular what they want. They don't want someone that's always laughing, someone that's always out there or someone that's very outspoken. So those are the clients I don't book. And it's okay because those are the clients that don't want me. And, and I think that's the reality of it. I think for everyone is there's always going to be a particular person for you, particular client for you. So and this is where you have to look out for those red flags. And I learned that, you know, years down the line, being in, in my career, I used to try to take everyone. And the ones I used to just take everywhere, left and right, those are the ones that really became an issue. You know, it really, really became a nightmare in my in my career. So, but yeah, I mean, that's about growing, right? So. Yep, 100%. Yeah, so yep. yeah. Cool. So. So this is the point of the show where I ask you to look at your business, your workflow from mm -hmm. like a 30,000 foot view down. As somebody who is uh, traveling a lot, this should become, <laughs> you're familiar with that view. <laughs> yes. so, so look at your business from, from, from top down. Uh, and you've got, a, as you mentioned, a whole bunch of genres in your business but let's pick one for example if you can give us a, a an outline breakdown of your workflow from lead to delivery for one of the genres of your business okay let's uh, let's talk about fitness fitness so we do we we're we're in charge of one of the largest amateur bodybuilding shows in the northeast we started we had this amazing opportunity and so we started 2021 it was a, uh, I, I never thought I'll be doing this like as a main <laughs> career. I, I'm sorry, a division in, in our business because one, I hate high volume. That's one. Two, mm -hmm. you just never know who you're going to be working with, you know? And on top of that, fitness, I'm like, ah. Also, my wife is a bikini competitor, so she competes. And, you know, between her and multiple other competitors over the years, they were like, well, you got to get involved with this. You gotta... I'm like, I don't want to get involved with this. I like to really get to know my clients before we photograph them. So long story short, we submitted a portfolio. There was over 500 photographers that submitted for this opportunity. We were selected because of our portfolio and our expertise and so on and so on and so on. And we about two weeks before the show. And guys, this is about creating value. I think that's one thing that it's nice that you do amazing work and then you have a price sheet, but if you're not creating value for a client or a, a company, you're just like everyone else. So how can you separate yourself from so someone else? So for us, it was really important to bring value to this league. And we kind of went into it a lot as a partner, not as, hey, I work for you, which we don't. It's We created a partnership and we gave them different options and opportunities how they can make even more money. And, and they appreciated that. And also we helped create marketing material for them. Did we get paid for the actual marketing material? No, but we knew the long term behind this. So for us, for any company that we work with, we always try to see where, how we could help them in some way or another. And for, for us, it was important to create this value for them and for customer service. So going back to, you know, our workflow, we really took advantage of, you know, you know, artificial intelligence for this kind of stuff. And this is where Imagine really came into play. It saves us so much freaking time. It is insane how much time because who wants to sit there and process each single image? I, I personally don't. I mean, my team members don't because that time they could be focused on a different avenues on our business to actually generate money for us. So yes, you might be dishing out a little bit of money using you know, certain kind of softwares out there, but 
it's going to make you times 10 or 100 more. Mm -hmm. So I steered off from the con with the, co the question, as always. Sorry, guys. I'm a little jet so, lag. I, allergies is going on right now. <laughs> and so, I'm on some pain medicine. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when you these, these fitness competitions, yeah. they, they come in or like it, it, they're just assigned to you. Like you don't, you don't even need to try to get the leads. They just come to you and say, hey, here's the next one that you're photographing. Yeah, so let's be transparent because I know there's gonna be people sitting there. That's one thing. I, is, I, I, you know, I like like YouTube or podcasts in general. It's it's kind of like you're opening your can of worms to different things. So that's yeah. how you use the word give or you know <laughs> uh, or it was given to. No, we have to work our butts off to mm -hmm. to get where we are. Even though yes, the opportunity happened. Yeah, so the you know a show could be anywhere between possibly two hundred competitors to possibly fifteen hundred competitors a show. Mm -hmm. So every time when they're on stage, we're capturing them straight on. So that's one photographer will be capturing. Another photographer will be capturing a different area of the, a different angle of the, of the show. So just, it's a different, it's a indirectional shots. Then we have another photographer that does the same thing. Then we have another photographer that does something else. So we have multiple crews that are out and just capturing different angles. So when it comes down to that, it's harder because now the lighting is becomes very inconsistent, uh, especially depending on the camera that we're using, you know, or the the focal length. As we all know, if you shoot a wide angle and you convert it to a long lens, you're going to start losing light because there's more elements in that lens. So sometimes we're moving so quick, we forget to kind of adjust in that way. So, so this is where Imagine really played a very big part in our workflow because now, like you said, if there's a misfire, it brings it, it brings <laughs> it close to where you want it to be. And Really, you know, it, it saves us so much freaking time. But yeah, the workflow is pretty much we shoot everything. We have a red, uh, we have a, a file management team member there on site, and she's downloading everything for us. She's organizing everything for us, and from there we we run a process using a, a software called AfterShoot, mm -hmm. and that has been saving us dramatically narrowing down how many. Like for example, we shot let's say a thousand shots. It narrows down to the top, I don't know, let's say 300 shots. And then from there, that's when we bring it into Imagine and it it does its work. It does exactly how mm -hmm. we want it. Yes, we had to teach the software. Yes, we had to teach Imagine. I see sometimes people on, I guess, the community pages, you know, it's not really working because you have to teach it. You have to right. show, you have to show them your styles. Everyone, I feel like these days, just in general, doesn't, they, they you know, we have to crawl and from there, you know, baby walk and run. Everyone wants to just crawl and run. Mm -hmm. So it's just like going to the gym. You know, this is why profiles play a very big part. If you do weddings, fitness, family portraits, yeah. and so on. You know, if you want to get abs, you get abs. You're not going to get abs by doing, you know, pull-ups. You, you need to do certain kind of workflow. So it's the same idea. So, so going back to that, once we do that, then we import everything. Then we... Obviously, we retrieve the information from Imagine, and then we export it. And this whole process, honestly, takes no more than, I don't know. I mean, depending on the job and how many competitors, it could be an hour. It could be possibly, mm. you know, six hours, depending on, on that. Because, yeah, it sounds like a lot of time, but for what we're shooting, we're photographing a lot. So mm -hmm. think of it this way. It could be one camera could be anywhere between 15 shots to 20 shots. Another camera will be about the same. So now you times that by one competitor. That's a lot of shots yep. and you're dealing with high volume and the goal is always to upsell and not to give things away. So and everything that we do is purposely designed to be upgraded. We want them to upgrade as much as possible and think about, I'm sorry, you want to say something? So, so the, these, these clients, are they 
only wanting digitals or are you trying to upsell them to prints too? Like how does that factor in as far as, I'm curious what the upsells are like in, in the delivery process, like what they, what they're, what they are hiring you for, like as the as the product, right? Yeah, so that's a great question. Like, look, every every genre is a certain it has a certain thing needs and wants. Right. We've originally gotten into the and this is and look, guys, take this as a grain of salt. There's always going to be you know, there's always going to be people telling you you know what you're doing oh, it cannot be done. You know, they will never buy or my local area. You know, they can't afford it, and that's all I hear all the time. That's and to be very transparent to you, it. That's just an excuse you're creating these detours. There's people that, like, for example, I had a client, quick story, I had a client about, it was back in 2000, 2012. The client didn't want to spend any money. Their wedding, when they originally contacted, their wedding, they were going to have it at a bar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you guys do a little homework in, on what we do, our majority of events are like at the Waldorf, at the Plaza Hotel, very niche stuff at the breakers in Florida. And we got this client out of nowhere. And, you know, she, they originally were a guest at one of the high caliber events that we've done. And they got married at the venue was going to be at a bar. They spent like no more than, say, $2,000. That was the max. They contacted us. They went over the pricing and all that. So I don't like to bring up numbers in general because obviously we're, I know they average, I think they did a whole study back in 2017, 2018, the average studio is, is 25 to 3,500 bucks. That's what they book photography for. In New York and major cities is different because the pricing is different. So they booked us for just for still photography at 16K. Now the question, what the hell, what the hell can you get for 16K? So obviously there's the products, you know, there's reputation, there's, you know, also there's a supply and demand. There were certain events that we were allowed to do. We only take no more than 20 weddings a year. Obviously if got like COVID when it hit, if we lost the weddings, what do you do? But this is why we always had to pivot and do multiple different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my two, two of my assistants at the time, going back to the client, I'm like, this client's not going to go for it. I'm like, go for what? This is our pricing. No, well, the, the, the reception is, is at a bar, you know. I'm like, it doesn't matter. This is the right. We're not going to change it because they get whatever. Sure enough, they booked us. And after the meeting, I'm like, what, quite curious to know why why did you book us? You know, it doesn't make any sense. The most important thing they said to them was photography. The money that they were, they could have spent at a venue for 100K, 200K, 500K, They'd rather just take it and travel the world mm-hmm. and buy something in Venice, Italy. So never assume what people say or, you know, people suggesting. So that's a little quick story on that. So going back to the fitness, everyone said no one's going to buy prints. No one's going to buy wall art. They just want digital files. Okay, well, I'm big into prints. I'm big. So when we started offering and showcasing it and it made it easy for the competitors to buy prints, and wall art pieces and also opportunities for them to buy a gift card to do a family session mm. with their loved ones that dealt with let's be tr- transparent my wife is a competitor i love her to death and all that but when she's in competing mode she's a pain in the ass i love her <laughs> but she's just a freaking pain in the ass everywhere we go i have a lot of clients you know that they they, they own restaurants and bougie mm. stuff and we could get to try some really cool different cheeses around the world you know sh- we can't do it because you know, she's very particular what she is. So she usually just goes there 
And if you guys are, if you guys have puppies out there, dogs, it's kind of like she's sitting there watching you eat, like, and smelling it. Like, that's how it is. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, so, yeah, so we started really incorporating wall art and pieces and no one ever said that they will spend that kind of money. And sure enough, they're spending the money because it was never shown or offered to them. And what we started doing as well at the shows is displaying the work that we do. So now it let, 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 came from digital files, you know, and again, the turnaround time on the digital files or anywhere between four to possibly six weeks after the show. And the problem with that problem with that is that sometimes these competitors are competing every weekend or every, every once every two weeks or three weeks. So by the time they get those images or by the time they have an option to order it, they don't want them because they're already old. Right. So because, yeah, so because of after shoot, imagine, imagine, and also creating that structure in our business to get things done quick, these competitors are getting their stuff within 48 hours of show. And that's pushing it. Right now, our turnaround time is really about, figure about 16 hours after the show is over. And, and we're also doing highlight, uh, highlight images uh, and posting them during the show, during the time of the show. So it gets nice. them like, oh my God, what are my shots up? Like, what? So now they share it on their end. And this is where we take advantage of social media. You could collab with someone. Mm-hmm. Now their friends are seeing it because they're on stage as well and they're competing. And now they want to purchase and buy those images. So we kind of want to be like the virus in a way, like, oh my God, like, oh, we got to get it. We got to get it. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so because of that, we've been selling so many prints and, 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 and leads into so many good opportunities because that's also how we get into other markets. You know, some of these people are in the medical field. Some people are lawyers. Some people are teachers. So now we're tapping into those circles. So just like, you know, I'm sure majority of you guys do wedding stuff, but think of it this one, you go and photograph a wedding. Yes, you're photographing the bride and groom. But you also photograph from the parents, the sisters, the brothers. Right. Let's take advantage. I want to say take advantage. You want to create opportunities. All right. If you create this amazing experience for everyone, tap into what they do for a living because that's going to lead into so many great opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the, the person is in the corporate field. You know, they might need a headshot. Give them a headshot. Hey, I saw your headshot on LinkedIn. You know what? I think we could do something very special for you. Come into the studio. We'll photograph you. And if you like it, awesome. You know, if if you do like it, recommend us to your circle yeah. or to the person in charge of the management department of your of your circle and get you in. So that's kind of like, uh, you know, that's a little taste of the workflow and also the business aspect in mind. So I know there's a lot of information. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I have a I have a one short story, but I also have a final question about that. So I'm going to start with the question yeah, the first. Yeah. Let's start with the, the question. The question is, you mentioned earlier that with families, you do tethering. With these fitness, are you tethering or is it too high pace to do tethering and you have like a memory card runner? <laughs> <laughs> Run! They're, they're on a segue. They're on a segue. <laughs> they're on a segue. <laughs> so... Yeah, you know what, you know, we see another like, you know, league photographers shoot tethered. We personally don't. Again, we're like one of the very few or not. I mean, I know there might be another studio might be out there that does multiple crews. We're the, probably the only crew and it's it's been stated by the Federation that we actually come in with a hold. So we have multiple crews. So it's kind of hard to tether all these cameras on one. Yeah. So we do, you know, we do, you know. You know, we have a tether person that, I mean, tether, we have a SD or CF car reader a person that runs around and grabs the cards and dumps them. So we're all like, we have walkies. We have, it's, it looks like we, it's funny that we, we have the judges that say we're like SEAL Team 6. Yeah. We have hand gestures. We have this. We like, something goes wrong. Yeah. I'm like, I need backup. I need, it's a code red. And 
that just helps us really, you know, stay organized, focused. We're very mm-hmm. well dressed. And yeah, you, I think at the end of the day, you have to have a format and like anything and a structure base and it will make life so much easier. But yeah, no, we, I, I wish we could tether. The thing is, it's so high, fast paced. We yeah. just don't have time. Yeah. It slows you down in, in, in many, in, in a super high, high speed situation. I mean, I photographed, okay, so I'm getting into a story before I even share the story I wanted to share. I photographed, uh, but before I joined the karate school that I, that I train at, the founder of the school who passed during the pandemic, not from COVID, he, his, actually, his birthday, his birthday was, would have been today, actually. He was working on his second book and he asked me to photograph it. I was introduced to him and then he asked me to photograph it. And these were like, he didn't want like a punch to be like slow, like capture, capture, capture. He wanted like to do the full thing and me just do it, right? Photograph the whole thing. So I actually rented a a Nikon D4 at the time, I think it was, and had a strobe that could actually keep up with, with it. And I wasn't wired. I was, I mean, I wasn't wireless. I was wired. I was tethered. So everything was going well. But then the tethering to the computer actually slowed things down more than mm-hmm. the actual strobe sl- slowing things down. So that's one short story for you. What I wanted to share the story-wise before was I was photographing a family session a few years ago, and their son is cu- a cute kid, and they wanted him to get into acting or modeling or something. And they said, could you do headshots? And I'm like, well, I got my lights that I could do headshots. And there's a white wall in the venue that we're at. They actually did the family session where they got married. So it was a beautiful venue that I was able to take advantage of. And so I did the headshots. And I was able to ups, I did them right then and there because I had the lights and upsold, you know, I was able to upsell headshots on top of a family session. Not by saying, come back to the studio, but just by yeah. readjusting my entire lighting configuration and my, you know, what lens I had on and making it work. And you just, you know, think on the fly and make it work. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's when it comes really to experience. You know, I noticed that people always want the settings on social media or wherever or conferences. You know, you can't always apply those settings to every scenario. It's more the theory behind it. And, you know, like, you know, there's always people going, oh, well, I could have done that shot or I could have. Yeah, but the thing is, you weren't there. So you don't know exactly what was happening, right. you know, the obstacles and and like like for you like you just you adjusted and you made it work and, and i think that's where it is when people are on the pressure that's when you get to see when they shine you know for you know i try to set up at least once a month before it was more but we just got really busy but we used to do training sessions once every two weeks with the team members and they will come in obviously we split them up and we put them in in scenarios where it's it's you know it's high pressure. For in other words, I'll be I'll be the client or the event planner. All right, you know you have an hour to get the shot shots, but now then I drop it down to like two minutes. Like how mm. would you adapt to that? And that's the biggest thing is because more you prepare, more you understand how your gear works. What are the limitations on it? You know what can you do? Let's just say. You know, you're a photographer and you're and you have an assistant and let's say the assistant, something happens, you can't be there. How do you adjust for that? What do you do? You know, you can't have a double light anymore. So you'll bring extra light stands and you set up extra lights and then you set them in a, in a room. So now when you get to that room, you are turn on that flash and you're ready to go. So it's, it's just adapting and, you know, thinking outside the box. And, and you know, it, I commend you for making those adjustments, man. So, I mean... Like I said, this is all about experience. I, like I said, yeah. every job I go to, there's always something that goes wrong. And, and 
you know, 99% of the time everything goes right, but is when that 1%, that's when <laughs> is going to determine on what to do. Like, let me give you an example. Like on Saturday, we, so we also, we, you know, we do photography, we do video, and we also do live streaming. So we're live streaming some of the, big, you know, pro shows. We do pro shows as well for the fitness stuff. And everything was perfect that day. Everything was perfect that day. Sure enough, and I kept on checking status. Internet was great. Of course, during the peakest time of the show, the system stopped oh. of live streaming. So, mind you, this is a global show, and everyone was watching, and we're getting some great stuff. And and of course, we're still considered newbies because we got into the industry last year, and everyone everyone wants us to fail. Not everyone. of course. <laughs> There's always going to be those few people that just wants us to fail in every way possible. And that's reality. Haters. And because, yeah, you know what? I, I, I like those because, you know, what? They, they're the ones that gave me the fire. And, you know, yeah. same, same thing when we got into the industry. People like they thought that we were retouching everything and enhancing everything dramatically in order to create those looks. I mean, no, that's in camera. That's learning the technology. We're not letting the mm -hmm. camera do the work. It's understanding lighting, color temperatures. And then obviously post-production plays a part in it. But now we have imagined that really takes a lot of that BS out of their equation and the turnaround time. Mm -hmm. So going back to the live streaming, it went down. I'm like, and it was out of reach of our control. So now the question is like, holy shoot, you know, what do we do? And this is why it's really important to have a great relationships, not only with your team members, but the people that are outside our, our circle. Mm -hmm. So we have a great relationship with the MC on, on the mic. We Because there's a commentator, MC, every time when a competitor comes out, she's mentioning their names and who they are, whatever. And also the, you know, the people in charge on the stage. So when you have this great relationship with everyone, you're building that foundation, that family-wise, and you let them know, hey, listen, the system just went down. We will need about 10 minutes to reboot. Can you stall? Not even questioning about it because they know how we work. We'll get you it. And they literally kind of detoured everything. Not detoured, but they kind of, you know, brought up the schedule for the year and this and that. No one at the show noticed that something went wrong. Mm. And again, that wasn't even us. It was just, it looks like the system just shot, it just, it, you know, whatever live streaming mixed in with the electrical part. So it looks like there was an electrical issue at the, at the venue. So... The reason why I'm bringing that up is take advantage or, you know, build a relationship with other people because if you ever, when shit hits the fan, those people will come and help you out right. and vice versa. And it's all about building that rapport and those relationships. Like, you know, this is how we met, right? We contacted you and Ron and we stayed in touch. Actually, Michael Anthony put us in touch. You know, we wanted to see if you guys could help us out. In the beginning, we weren't really sure. Like anything else, when you first started a, a new, you know, journey, you're kind of hesitant. You have 20,000 questions. You're unsure. <laughs> you're stressed out. But you guys got really guided us the right way. And you answered a lot of the questions. So, and, and I really, really appreciate that about you guys. You guys have great customer service. And, and I'm looking forward to see and also excited to see what you guys will come up with next. Thanks. So thank you for that. Awesome. So, Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be wrapping this up, but I have two questions for you. One sure. is deep. But I'm going to do that one last. Uh. So the, the <laughs> first one is related to what you were just talking about, sort of. What does okay. the future of AI and photography look like to you? Um, I think it's an amazing it's it's an amazing opportunity because, you know, just embracing technology. I, I come from the film days. I shot media format during the film days. I shot real jobs, paying jobs, film days. I've been in the industry a long time. 
And when there was opportunity when digital first started coming out, yeah, I was interested in it. And I, I got to dabble and eventually, you know, I bought my first digital camera. It was, I believe it was the Canon 20D and started shooting film and digital. And I started seeing, yes, there was up and downs about it, but it was like a no brainer. So I think these days we have to embrace what's out there. And if we're not, we're going to be left behind. I, you know, I never want to be considered, oh, well, and I'm sure you guys all hear, oh, that old school guy still shoots the same. Oh, he's complaining about he's not getting paid. Always oh, complaining he's not getting work. And the reason majority of the time that's the case is because we're not being up to date. So, yeah, I think AI technology is, is amazing. For me personally, there's certain things I'm kind of worried about AI because I used to work with, with the United Nations and some private private clientele that, you know, how do you make that work? And that also comes up in my, my clause. So that's a question that we, we, we need to talk about as well. But also with this AI, it makes it really accessible to many people, not only just photographers, but to many others to get into our industry. And in a way, it's kind of good because now if newbies are coming into our industry, now the question is, are we going to complain about what they're doing and what they're charging? Or we're going to elevate in what we do. We're going to create more value. We're going to bring more to the table and we're going to just create a just a just overall a great experience. So exceed the expectations and give them a reason not to look elsewhere. Well, think yeah. about it. When you think about this, uh, one example, I know, I know we're making this long, but it's like going to a store and you're like, you're really particular on, on something at a store and they don't have it. What are you going to do? You typically will go start looking someplace else. And next, you know, you find you find something that you really needed and wanted. You find it, but you also see something else that they have, which is cool. Now it's kind of hard to go back to the original store that they didn't have what you wanted. But you like the new store because they were just easy, nice, mm -hmm. down to earth. So it's kind of hard to go back to that other store. It's no different from a restaurant. It's the same idea. Like I have my own cheers. I don't know how young you guys are, but or old, but I used to watch this show and everyone knew your name. Cheers. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. I have no problem spending the money there because of the relationship and the rapport mm -hmm. that I have with them. And no matter what we do in general in life, doesn't matter photography, video, real estate, it's all we're building relationships. And that's yep. that's my biggest tip for you guys is build solid relationships because it'll lead into so many things. I know it's not sexy. Lighting is sexy. Imagine it's sexy, <laughs> but building relationships will keep you in business and plus. So yeah, I think that's for me. That's, you know, hopefully I answered that question. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. My last question, which is deep and you have touched on this briefly, but if we can sum it up, how did Imagine impact your life? Gave me time, to be honest with you. Very, very much time. I, I, I got to admit, there was a point in being transparent. I, I mean, you already know. I'm very transparent as it is. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. <laughs> gets me in trouble. Gets me in trouble also with my sponsors. So I'm like, whoa, you can't say that. I'm like, why? Because everyone's so sensitive. Like, cut it out. Cut the bullshit. There was a time that, you know, let's bring up the fitness part. I could bring up several different things, but... We were shooting so much and I'm like, the problem is some of the locations that we're shooting, the lighting is not the best. So we have, you know, sometimes, again, it, even last year was hard because we were still getting out of COVID. So a lot of these shows, they didn't have the budgets that they originally had. So they had to bring some of these shows to not the best locations. So they have a lot of these high hat lights coming in. So for example, if a light is coming down harsh here, but no light coming here, 
and a hard slide here, and there's a competitor here and a competitor here and here. What's going to happen in between that? I'm going to be very dark or this person will be very dark here on my right or left. So it was annoying going to every single image, trying to adjust it back and forth. So, you know, some of these shows are, we're photographing anywhere between, let's say, at the lowest, 6,000 photographs to possibly, like we just did a pro show this past Saturday, we had close to 16,000 photographs. And mind you, that's between four photographers. And I wasn't even shooting. I had my team members shoot because I, you know, I was doing some other things and building relationships so we could get gym contracts and and branding shoots. So, so imagine sitting there and trying to adjust all those images at night and trying to deliver them within a matter of forty eight hours. You know, for us, the biggest thing is for for me is if I say we're going to execute it at a certain time frame, we're going to do it because we're also still building and creating that conf. That, building that trust in our brand that, hey, if we say 48 hours, the images will be ready, they'll be ready. Mm -hmm. So I was spending maybe two or three shows just in the middle of the night just doing them. I'm like, oh my God, not just me, but Joey and the two team members. So when Imagine came into the play and we started taking advantage of that, I'm like, I, I literally, you know, imported the catalog into Imagine, let it upload, showered, went to bed, woke up and like, Hey, will they're ready. So bitch, go have fun. <laughs> it was like the best thing ever. It was like, Oh my, I'm oh like, and I was like, I'm like, this is bullshit. This is not ready. There's no way it could be ready. There's no way it could be ready. So I, I downloaded it. I checked it out. I'm like, Holy shit. They're ready. They're freaking ready. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm like, no, 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 no. I kept on going, going, no, no, no. There has to be one or two, no. So I was like, all yeah. right, let me export some. So I exported a few randomly because, you know, if I want to export the whole job, it, it would take at least six hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, everything worked. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was it. I called my team members. I think it was like two in the morning. They're like, it worked. It worked. I'm like, what are you talking about? It worked. I'm like, well, we'll talk tomorrow. I'm like, no, it worked. And sure enough, after that, we started just using it for every show. And it was like, and I, I know this is a podcast for you guys. Imagine and people listening. Oh, well, that's bullshit. They just have them on. I'm like, guys, no bullshit. Just try it out. Teach the software. Upload as much as you can. More information that the software Imagine could read and understand, it'll be easier. And like mm -hmm. anything else, there's no perfect, you know, software out there. There's no perfect you out there. Understand there will be hiccups. And I see that like there's, there's always going to be a hiccup in some way or another. Unless you're a perfect human, then it's a different story. But that's and that's the yeah. thing that, that people don't realize is and we try to we try to say it as much as we can, that it's like sending to a human editor. It has to learn from you and it's yeah. going to take time. It's not. Yeah, it's it's not a magic bullet. It's going to, it's going to take time. Yeah. It's going to take time. I mean, look, and, and if it's messing up, you got to look yourself in the mirror. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm not saying like, that's always the case. Mm -hmm. There's always that, that small percentage that, yeah. and look, technology is awesome. You know, when you have a machine that does something, majority of the time it won't work if, if it breaks down or, or something that we did something wrong but it's also you know sometimes things happen sometimes there are glitches i found out two glitches from different kind of softwares in the past and no one believed me like multi you know million dollar companies i'm like there's a glitch in your system i'm like no we're no one reported i'm like okay sure enough sure enough it went in public recently i mentioned the company but like 
sure enough, there was a glitch in the system. So you just never know. But at the end of the day, you just got to be open minded. And again, you know, this is a new journey for a new journey for the industry. So yep. there are going to be quirks. They are, they, you know, everyone's learning just like you. You're learning about gear or lighting business. The same thing we imagine is learning. So just be open-minded and also give yourself wiggle room. You know, the, another thing I always notice in uh, conferences or when I see online and, you know, oh, the, you know, this this program or this lighting or this, it sucks. And, oh, it doesn't work. I'm like, okay, when, when was your shoot? Oh, was that Thursday? Okay, when did you get the gear? That Wednesday night. No shit. You, you, you're you not used to using the technology. So you're going out there, you're kind of testing this gear out on a real job. And, and majority of fact, factors is people complain, but they're not reading the manuals. They're not taking time to educate themselves on the gear or the software. So be mindful of that. And I, I feel like these days everyone just wants to pass the buck. Right. Just right. slow down, relax. And, you know, and look, I, I'm guilty of that years ago. And do I get like that sometimes? Yeah, I do. But... You know, you know, own up to it, apologize for it, you know. So I feel like there's more people that will complain on social media or on Google reviews instead of, hey, we had an amazing time at this restaurant. Thank you. You know, I highly recommend it. Give it five yeah. stars instead. Negative yeah. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, be, be a better human. Be, be, be kind, be nice, be kind. Because when you're kind, as we all know, it goes a long way. Yeah. And I'm all about that. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account, what you drive, or who you're related to, or if you have nothing. If you're kind, it goes a long way. Not only just reputation, but you mm-hmm. get to sleep better at night. So, yeah. yeah. But, sure. So, that awesome. was deep, huh? That, that was, was deep. deep. That was deep. So, <laughs> that was deep. so Will, where yeah. can our listeners learn more about you, connect with you, and of course see your incredible photography. I mean, guys, if you could just go on Google Will Kadena, W-I-L-L, last name C-A-D-E-N-A, uh, you can see some of our stuff on our site, Instagram. Like just recently, we got our fitness page on Instagram, got hacked. I have no idea how that happened. We had a crazy password set up and they hacked our, our IG. So I'm hoping to get it back so you get to see more of that. But yeah, you get to see some of our work and majority of the stuff that you will see is in camera and a lot of it is done by Imagine. So, and you know, we appreciate you guys back in Imagine and I'm looking forward to see what you guys create in the next few months. So, but thank you for having me on the show and thanks for everyone for listening and taking the time. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you, Will, for that incredible, incredible conversation. I hope all of you listeners walked away getting some juicy, juicy knowledge and advice from Will's workflows. We've talked about a whole wide range of things, and it was such an incredible conversation. You have been listening to Workflows, presented by Imagine. To hear more from Workflows and to find a link to our guest, please go to imagine-ai.com slash podcast. Be a part of the conversation by joining the Imagine community at imagine-ai.com slash community. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.